All right. It's OWT number 19, baby. It's your boy, Pusha Trev, joined by the other boy, Juan Billion, a.k.a. Don Magic Juan, a.k.a. the Colombian cocaine king, Cobra. It's our week today, <laughs> episode 19. Where you at, baby? First video edition uh, right. here in quarantine. That's right. And we're in corona life right now. Corona life. Living in the corona world. Everything's shut down. <laughs> we're coming to you deep from inside the hot zone. I'm in the like, bunker. So are you. Oh, it's like the fourth week of spring break for us. Really? I don't know what we're going to do about it. <laughs> I got my Man. daughter running. I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> it's a lot of uh, getting used to. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of, so we're not the only ones affected by this. Well, we are probably the only ones to be going live, going hard in the paint in this format for the first time ever because we had to. This is our, it was necessity. All the places we used to go to do the podcast are closed down or they're doing like delivery only, you know, all the businesses, all the restaurants, all the bars, all the breweries, all of our favorite places. They're just, they're just not here. They're not available. So um, we're making the best of it. If you recall the last day, the last time you were supposed to meet up at a bar that day, they announced that that we could, it was the, that day, like, Within the hour of us counting trying county shut down that specific uh they were like, No, I, I even called a brewery. I was like, We're gonna go to a brewery before and I was like, Are you guys doing any business today? And they were like, Yeah, you can stop by and pick stuff up. I'm like, What are we supposed to do with it after we if we buy it? <laughs> Set up a pop tent in your driveway, like what are you supposed to do? That's true. Yeah. I didn't think about that. So it didn't work out, but here we are. We're in a new world. And um, I don't think we're going back. This is like some post 9-11 shit, take off your shoes at the airport type of yeah. new world that we're about to enter. Yeah, it's getting real. And what I mean by that is that you didn't have to take off your shoes at the airport. No, you That's didn't. for young people. <laughs> you could bring you could bring bottles of liquor on the you know, on the plane if you had to, if you wanted to. You could bring the little Water. airplane bottles. That's completely outlawed now, but I see you got your maker's cup. Yeah, I got my Maker's Cup, not sponsored by Maker's Cup. Shout out to Zoom, by the way, hosting tonight for the first time. We're going to stick with you guys as long as you keep you keep treating us properly. And shout out to Maker's Mart. I'm an ambassador, by the way, so congratulations to me. It's a good stuff. It's a good stuff. And we also have some other choice brews to bring your way as soon as we have new episodes. But uh, I wanted to give a quick shout out to some developments in our listener field. All right. So uh, one of the apps that we use to distribute gives us the ability to see where our new listeners are from. And we have somebody new from Denton, Texas. That sounds like middle of nowhere. Noblesville, Indiana, even more rural. What about Tipton, Iowa? You ever been there? Great Neck, New York. Shout out. Shout out to I've heard of Great Neck, New York. <laughs> You've been to Great Neck? No, I've heard of it. You've heard of it? I have, I have, that name I have heard. The other two I have not. It does exist. <laughs> That's all I need to know. <laughs> So we got that. We also, we also have two new international listeners. We got uh, somebody from Pinner in England and also Glen Elg, South Australia. So rock and roll, Aussies. Rock and fucking roll. Yeah. Australians are some of the most wild, coolest people I've ever met in my life. So Absolutely. shout out to Australia. And smart too. And yeah, I love Texas. So shout out to the Texas listener. And you said Indiana? Indiana, we had uh, Iowa and New York and Texas. Yep. Iowa. What do we got in Iowa? No. Uh, Tipton. The yellow, Tipton's. The boilermakers, right? Oh, <laughs> I don't Tipton. think so. That's um, 
That's Indiana. Purdue. Purdue. Well, there it is. well, we got a lot of learning to do. We got a lot of work to do, guys. We're a new podcast. I, Iowa I Hawks. The Iowa Hawks or something? No. Hawkeyes. They're Hawkeyes. black and yellow. Hawkeyes. Is that what it is? Yeah. That's a pretty cool name. And Indiana, <laughs> go Hoosiers, right? Uh, that's right. Go Hoosiers. Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete. Dean Hackman. <laughs> uh, you share with me a, a wonderful picture of Mayor Pete uh, earlier today or yesterday. At the toy uh, store? Uh, yeah, I didn't understand. Really, I didn't really understand it, but it, it it looked like it didn't look like him. You know, it looked a lot like somebody else. <laughs> he kind of looks like Buzz, not Buzz Lightyear, but the Woody character. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> so not Tom Hanks. Yeah. No, it is Tom Hanks, right? Woody yeah. the cowboy. Yeah. Like he could play him in a in a adaptation in real life. He absolutely could play him on super, super hardcore Broadway, but not in a toy store because that would be too creepy because that picture was amazingly creepy. <laughs> All right. We'll share the picture. I just, I just like sharing random shit sometimes. There's no meaning behind it. No, I think there was plenty of meaning behind that. <laughs> it, it shook me to my core. Let me just say that. It was oh, wow. soul shaking. <laughs> I just saw Mayor Pete smiling, so I sent him over to you. It wasn't like a smile. It was like a creepy like gaze. It's yeah. like, I, I did not think that he had that in him, but he that was a nice Halloween costume. If you ever wanted to uh, pose as a child molester, then he, he got the costume nailed, nailed down. I think whoever uh, was putting out that picture, that was kind of what they were referencing. Yeah. We're not, I'm not saying he's that or anything, but Dude, it did have a you just ran for president. Why would you put that out? <laughs> if you're ever planning to be president again. That has to do, I think, with a lot of our conversations today and that's self-awareness. Oh. Like some people just don't have it. Yeah. Well, you know. Especially in politics. Yeah. I think you just jump and, right into it. Jeez. And Hollywood. A what? And Hollywood. Hollywood, yeah. No self-awareness. Well, you know, we, we're we okay here. We're pretty self-aware of where we are and what we're doing in our bunkers and closets and everything else. But So we got like 780,000 people that currently have this uh, coronavirus that's uh, dominating the news. Like 36,000 people have died. Orange County shut down. Um, we have a shelter in place through like early April. And then uh, the governor basically said that uh, South Florida is canceled until like the middle of May. So um, no school, no driving to work. If you can work from home, that's good. But if you don't have to, then don't. Um, but basically there's no, there's no understanding of anything happening sooner than that. So that's where we're at. Although if you wanted to get ahead of the curve, you could start quarantine shaming. That's the new thing to cancel people because they are not quarantining themselves. So if they're out working or if they're out um, going to the gym, lifting weights in their front yard and like shouting out to people, then you could say, get, get back in your house. That's, <laughs> you could do uh, that. If you... I am completely on board with shaming and public shaming is a tool that unfortunately has to be use in these times uh -huh. um, and it's because it works you know like florida is is right now being looked at as being florida because there's beaches and things open that a lot of people not in this state don't really understand us and um they're judging so um sometimes you have to shame these people to like hey you guys are a laughing stock like what the mm -hmm. fuck are you doing How great picture great picture of uh, a beach like 
on the county line where there's all these people partying in a crowd on one side and then on the other side of the county line it's just there's like two cops just keeping them on that side and that was in duval and st john's county that's right st john's so as soon as you're in duval duval closed the beaches first i believe and then everybody's like oh cool you you closed it over here look look let's just a five minute drive this way you can literally like you said see the line and see the cops stay home yeah you could you could party in your backyard i'm on the reset yeah yeah i don't don't understand like i mean i kind of do it's probably younger people i would assume um and they just have that i'm unbeatable mentality this only affects old people but the whole point is that it's affecting everyone now like there's no more just old people it's affecting life for everyone so you're an asshole if you choose to not follow the rules which is normally cool to not follow the rules, right? Like that's, that's, that's the how young way you are. To <laughs> exactly. The rebellious <laughs> during high school. It's like, has school. Yeah. Well, when you get a little bit older, maybe you should follow the rules or you'll end up not living. So. <laughs> exactly. No, I agree. I agree. And there's, I mean, some rules, even when you're older, like, you know, sometimes you don't keep the car going at the same speed that you're told to. So there are certain rules that you can, um, you can, you can, I can cross relate. the line a little bit. I can relate, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, know, I, know. I, went to, I went to the grocery store yesterday. So we're on lockdown, right? I went to the grocery store yesterday and it was, um, it was probably like middle of the afternoon, you know, I just got done doing a lot of work around the house and I just opened the car up because there's no other cars around peeling out of our neighborhood. Just go. And it felt great to just like blow the carbon out of the engine. You know what I'm saying? Um, on the way back, there are three police cars posted up right outside of my neighborhood. <laughs> oh, wow. Just waiting, just waiting for me. And I see them, so I slow down, you know, I'm like, I'm ready, but, you know. <laughs> Did they stop you? What's that? Did they no, stop they, you? No, they didn't stop me. Did you show them your white privilege card? Yes, I did. There and you my, go. My license plate and my... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, my license plate is right. I showed him what was going on. <laughs> I'm gonna try it with this. How's that sound? Uh, I haven't plugged it in yet, but you know they say I'm supposed to plug in some like earbuds to the base of the microphone here, and that's yeah, supposed yeah. to help me monitor sound a little bit better. I mean, I can hear you fine, but I don't know what would be better. It's just like cutting down on the feedback, I guess. But how about now? Can you hear me? I can hear you a lot less. It's a lot quieter. Don't take them off yet. Don't take them off. Let me see if I can adjust here and see if I can. I feel like my father. So I got you cranked up all the way as far as volume is concerned. Go ahead. What about now? I can hear you fine. Is it better than just a second ago? Uh, not necessarily. It's about the same. It's a little bit more digital. It's a little bit more choppy, I guess. Chopper style? Chopper style. No, I can hear you great. If you, if you move your mic just a little bit closer to your mouth. I don't know if it's this mic, so I'm going to actually switch it back. Sounds good, though. Mic on the camera. Because, anyways, let's start off with some topics. All right, man. Because that was a little bit of our week and how it's going. Uh, we're both alive. That's all that matters. The family's doing good. Yeah, we're and kicking it. We got a lot of shit to talk about. So is, can we still call him Sleepy Uncle Joe, or do we have to – Change, change it to uh, rapey Uncle Joe. Oh, my God. And if you guys don't know why he just brought that up, there's been some allegations at Uncle Joe. Yeah, well, I mean. Shout out to Tara Reid. 
for for I don't know how many years it's been since her story was initially broken, but that was to be honest, I didn't even know that that was when she had a story when he was initially running for a federal office and uh, she was one of his staffers. And so she kept it to herself, you know, internally. And then she started telling friends and then they started being able to uh, corroborate the story. And, and now it's coming back up because of course, uh, from our understanding, uh, nobody wants Joe Biden to be president. Everybody wants somebody else to be president, not Trump, not Biden. So I'm going to leave it at that for right now. <laughs> now that's what you're seeing from your streams and social circles and social that's media. Right. That's right. I'm seeing a lot of Biden people, a lot of Biden bots. Um, they're, they're coming out in full force and they're doing some shady shit, which I'll mention here in a second. Um, of the, and the Bernie people are not holding back. They're in full attack mode right now. And the Trump people are loving it. That's what I'm thinking. They're sitting back. Right. There's so much more that people want to talk about um, and, and so much more advancement that uh, the Bernie the Bernie camp can get. But they're not going to, unfortunately. That's just uh, my prediction. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, we talked about it on the podcast before that, you know, a, a select few people want Biden to be the, the standard bearer and the front runner. And it's just not going to happen. Um, it's not going to happen for anybody else who has a uh, the capability to do that. You know, Sanders has the numbers. I think if he would have won South Carolina, he would have continued on with his front runner status, but it's just, I don't know at this point. Sanders, can you hear me better now? I can hear you fine. Okay. I just switched microphones. That's why I was wondering. Yeah, it's good. As long as you can hear yourself. Yeah, no, I like the the headset's goofy, but it is what it is for now. So we'll keep adjusting. Um, yeah, so I apologize, guys, to take us out of rhythm, but I'm trying to really figure this out so we can bring you better and better shows as we do these video versions of the show, which Absolutely. I like. I like it. allows us to have some flexibility and not always have to meet up in a certain place. Hey, I think we should keep that as a regular tradition, but this gives us the flexibility, like you said, to do what we need to do when we need to do it. It's our week today. We're going to have a weekly podcast every single week, whether it's on a we're coming at you on Monday. We're coming at you on Wednesday. It doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> coming at you. Uh, we I was, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to, um, sorry to apologize for interrupting. I was just going to, uh, before I forget the thought, speaking of uh, what the Biden people are doing, oh, uh, yeah. Glenn, Glenn Greenwald today pointed out that. My dog. Yeah, I like, I love Glenn Greenwald. Glenn's the man. Um, he is. He's a, he's a very liberal guy that um, he's very, uh, I like his morals. I feel like he sticks to him no yeah. matter if it's an unpopular opinion or not. And well, I, I think uh, he's trying to do what's right. And his, you know, politics are, they're specific and they're, his expectations are specific, but he's a journalist and he's putting that above his politics. No, and he goes, you can go on Tucker Carlson and have a conversation and not be like, you're, you're Hitler, you know? I like, I, I like <laughs> Hitler Weekly 2020. <laughs> yeah. what, what I was going to say is that, um, People like Simone Sanders, who's like one of the main campaign people for Biden and others that are just Biden fanatics on social media, uh, were caught erasing tweets and other content from their accounts that had to do with the Me Too movement. Um, So it's like revisionist history. That's like scrubbing the record. That's but but the reason that they're doing it for it's it's it goes beyond 
that you want a certain candidate to win. Mm-hmm. It's going, it's, it's so gross. It's, it, it's, it's saying that you were using possible rape victims, uh, like in the Kavanaugh case, that's what she that's was true. claiming. That's one to, level of it. But I, I, that's like the, the highest level, in my opinion. Like if you're trying to cover up for a crime, and a rape is a terrible crime, obviously. So horrible. You're, you're trying to cover up a rapist. Like it, it, it doesn't even have to do with politics at that point. It's just like straight up right and wrong, you know? <laughs> but it, take, it takes away from like not the, the, the cliches, like it takes away from real victims. Uh, in this case, it takes away from, it, it adds on to the reason he still is on the Supreme Court because a lot of people thought it was bullshit. Right, they went through the whole thing. It's like mm-hmm. no one else can uh, confirm what you're saying, or uh, I forgot the proper term for that. And you, you, it, it just added on to it was a whole fake thing sure. to attack a Trump appointee. Uh, and then it's just disgusting that because some other woman uh, has charges against the man that talking about Kavanaugh. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> And now that there's more women, nine of them now or something, including Tara Reid, have these allegations towards your candidate, yeah. you feel that the believe all women doesn't apply to her. So, so that's so, just disgusting. Right. What's so wrong with just having some, you know, actual authority to investigate whatever people are asking about, whatever people are talking about? Doesn't that give credence to what the whole like believe women and me too, like, why can't there be some special division of law enforcement that just does that and finds out the truth? Now, it sounds to me like we don't, you shouldn't have like a hearing for that. We should just go and find out the truth because that would be the right thing to do, right? You're right. Um, if I remember correctly with Kavanaugh, they were trying to open up uh, investigations. They're like, oh, you're saying this? Like, right. We should open up an investigation in that state. Um I don't, I, I think that they were basically trying to call people's bluffs out and things uh-huh. like that, but I don't recall the exact details. It's just gross though, that you're going back, you're erasing your movement, your virtual signaling. That's all it was is what you're confirming is that a lot of people were correct, that you were just attacking a man's reputation mm-hmm. uh, to look good in front of people or to advance your political side. That's why I hate picking sides. It's just like, stay too true to yourself look at all sides and make the best decision. But once you pick a side, you you do stupid shit like that. Well, you get emotionally invested and that's kind of the state of politics today. Not to be, you know, (laughs) too much of a, you know, getting too far back from it. I mean, that's just the way it is right now. But Biden's, you know, breaking all the rules. You know, no one ever lost Iowa, New Hampshire so decisively. And then, got to be the front runner ever nobody has uh and his campaign was on life support until about a month ago and now he's like you know rising like a phoenix from the ashes and now this you know sexual assault charge comes so it's only coincidental or it's only because it actually happened so which which it can be like we've seen these i've seen these tactics personally and this is our opinion because you can't prove it but like there's obvious dirty, dirty, dirty politics have been going on since that 2016 election and definitely beforehand because I always heard about uh, the allegations to the Supreme Court justice, the black dude in the 80s. Um, I don't know if, yeah, yeah. See, there was, there was that. And it turns out, I think that the lady was lying, if I remember uh-huh. correctly, like they were made of well, charges. Well, I mean, they, they, that's the way the 
media spun it or that's the way the story came out, I don't think they ever got to the bottom of it, which is why it's still controversial. So it's kind of just a repeat of the same type situations just on the other side of the aisle. And that's why it's, it's a weapon. That's what it's, it is. It is a weapon. It's a gross weapon. And people that don't have time to research like these individual cases only look at headlines. Right. We're, we're, we're in a headline society where I would have to guess that most people, 75% of people just read a headline, don't actually click on the article. So do you also think that it's, well, let me back up. That might have been a coincidence that that story came out after Biden became the clear front runner. But do you also think it's coincidental that he had, that Biden also got a lot of women to support him? <laughs> Not Warren. She's going to stay on the fence for a while. Kamala Harris. Kelsey, Harris, uh, Klobuchar, all lined up behind Biden. And then it came out that he I mean, potentially had a problem. He's very well connected. So uh -huh. he knows he he's well researched. All these people have great research teams. Uh, I'm sure he, that's no exception to him. And I think he knew exactly what was about to come out. He probably knows that there's maybe even more coming out. Uh, so I think that they're just, they're, they're prepared. They have game plans for all these things. Um, as you can see him as a human when he goes live on cam, he's slow. He's not, he's not there. And that's not just, that's not being rude. It's something that is known to anyone who does not have an agenda on making sure he votes can see that. If you, if you uh, care if about you what happened today, man, oof, that was, that was difficult to watch. No, I didn't. So I, mean, I don't know what the hell happened to him uh, today. He couldn't get through five words without losing his train of thought. Just, oh yeah. It's sad. It just lets Weird. you know that, I mean, who is, who is really going to put that person forward? You know, there's got to be somebody else. And that's why Cuomo starts coming up uh, or anyone else who can possibly snag the nomination at the convention. That's where we're at right now. I don't think Biden's going to be the nominee anymore. I don't think so. If he is, it's a death wish for the Democratic Party. It'll be, yeah, it'll be the greatest debates ever. <laughs> it'll be the dumbest debates ever. It'll Trump, be. It'll Trump be, will destroy him like Joe Rogan, and I quote Joe Rogan: "He'll eat him alive." And he will. Literally, he, he will. will. I, I, I would pay though to see Sanders versus Trump. I think yeah, it, that would be good. They went against each other. It would be substantive. It would be like not just entertaining, but I think it would get people to think about what they really want out of a president, not just policy-wise, but personality-wise. And you brought it up last time. You said you wanted a president to like you know defend you or like defend himself and go on attack mode and fight. And that's something that, you know, a lot of people I'm sure would want to see in a leader. But on the other hand, you see someone like Sanders and I'm using him as an example, as somebody who's basically said the same thing for 40 years. So he's been consistent, like Rogan agreed to. He's like, you know, I'd probably vote for him because he's, he's got his values on his sleeve. Everybody knows what he's about. So. Which I, it, that, that itself does bring some respect, but Last time when we talked about him, it was because of his lack of uh, his ability and lack of to attack the opponent. And by attacking, uh, I don't mean like yeah, make fun of him. That's true. That's true. Like, so it's like two extremes, right? It's like it's, one it's, guy is just trying to get through, just trying to be cordial and nice and preserve his self-image maybe. But again, I think that's because Sanders knew he couldn't win two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and he didn't want to kneecap Biden so hard that Biden couldn't win. But now we know pretty sure that nobody wants Biden to be president. They'll vote for him, but they know he's not going to beat Trump. 
it's just crazy. That Am I wrong? The hatred of a orange person allows you to vote for a guy that clearly has some issues, um, and he's not all there like he used to be. He I mean, be a very Trump's the same speaker. way. You could say the same thing about Trump. That he's not he has, there. He has, he has incoherent press conferences, like start to finish. Right? <laughs> it's hard to watch sometimes, but it's also I, hard. It's hard to watch it. an old man in the basement of his own home, not understanding what's going on. <laughs> I mean, I, do, I, I, I can't even put Trump and, and Biden and even on the same planet when yeah. it comes to like communication. Well, they're about the same age, you know? I mean, they're within five years of one another. Correct, but which is scary as shit is because one is significantly more, his brain is just not there. Like, uh-huh. Trump is still sharp. Trump like can pass for fifty five, you know what I mean? He's still, <laughs> I he's still he and and here's where he sharpens his sword is when he goes after when when the media asks him these tough questions and he takes like ninety to one hundred twenty minute like press conference. press conferences. So the guy the guy sharpening his tools and he's getting ready. He knows that it's yeah, not going to be easy. I think he's he's uh, he's definitely using the press conferences as practice debates. And I think that's how they're all going to go. It's just like he was with Clinton. You know, he doesn't let, he's not going to let anybody finish a sentence because he's going to just keep attacking. And like you said, that's something that you want to see out of somebody who's a strong leader, which is kind of ironic because, you know, you're from Colombia. <laughs> <It's>, you, <know? laughs> you got, you got out before it got good for you. <laughs> yeah, I got out during the Escobar days, uh-huh. but I didn't really get into the politics other than there's really left people, there's right people and the centrists are like nowhere to be. It's found. completely flipped from what it is in America. And it's, that's another funny thing is looking over at the, at Europe, you know, it's completely flipped. Right is left and left is right over there. So, you know, <clears throat> So, all right. Uh, everybody's yes. getting checks. Everybody's getting checks, right? So, got a, the biggest stimulus in history. Uh, how, what are you going to do with yours? Are you going to put it in the stock market? Are you going to put it in a mutual fund? Are you going to blow it on... Uh, Blowing hookers? No, I'm going to get well, a, mic- I mean, I, a microphone. I know not hookers, but <laughs> good microphone for sure. <laughs> microphone, probably some websites. Cocaine. And, um, no. <laughs> There's a lot of people, there's a lot of those memes going around blowing hookers. That's kind of like a different kind of stock market. Invest in drugs. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, speaking of drugs, one of the stories that I saw is that um, heroin dealers are having a tough time because yeah. um, one of the main chemicals that they use for heroin and cutting it and making it um, comes from China. And China has really, really been fucked. <laughs> Uh, rightfully so, some would yeah. say, because of where it started. But their their shipments of stuff have like really been affected, included into the black markets. Yeah. Uh, so there was an interesting story about how it is affecting heroin dealers. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> the origin of the coronavirus is also keeping the heroin dealers in Florida <laughs> and all over the country. No, I don't even think like we're the main. Down. Come on, guys, don't do heroin. It's just not good for you. I, no. I'm not. I'm not going to pontificate. I don't think there's anything bad with. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with with smoking weed or whatever. But um, yeah, cocaine and heroin is probably worse than you're able to come back from. Uh, <laughs> if you have too much fun, it could kill you. So, <laughs> someone someone famous was asked like, "How is heroin?" and and he's like, he described it as like being in your mother's womb. It's that type of right. piece. Right. And it's like the only drug that has 
has no physical bad side effects is what I've been told, meaning that the only side effect is when you overdose. Yeah, I mean... Like, it doesn't ruin your liver. It doesn't ruin this. It doesn't really have the things that a cocaine or water with your lungs. One of the most addictive substances on the planet. So Hence why it could kill you, yeah, because you take too thing. much. You want that feeling a little bit more, and then, oops, yeah. you can't come back from an oops. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a big oops drug. No, guys, guys, don't go to oops drugs. It's not yeah, don't go to oops drugs. It's not worth it. Just they have already gave us alcohol. Yeah. Keep it, keep it easy. Keep it light. Drink a little bourbon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll share something personal. My wife actually got furloughed uh, for oh, no. last week. So she gets some money though, right? When you're furloughed? She gets some money. She gets like pay for next week and then she can take her vacation time buyout, but she's going to leave it because it's only like a two month furlough. Okay. But she's free to go and pursue other job opportunities. And also she can collect unemployment. So, you know, we're, we're, we're fine. We're good. Uh, but you know, it's just tough to like lose a job and not really know what you're going to do, but she's had some stuff like, you know, I know, I know I was <laughs> preaching the choir here. Um, but she's wanted to do something different for a while. So I'm thinking this might be a good time for her to do that. And this is a great transition into what I think, like it's such an opportunity for so many people to make moves. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw this in 2008. I, I participated in the group that made moves. It was some of the best times of my life while yep. other people unfortunately were going yep. through some bad times. Um, so you're going to see the people that, can, can strive, can succeed, can take advantage, I want to say, which is might sound bad, no, of these not. situations. It's, Other it's people you, can't do it. It's you. Like, it's your livelihood. It's your future. You need to build you. And then when, you know, things happen and they get big, then you can take advantage of that. I think that's now's the time to make, I mean, if you're reinventing yourself or if you're redefining yourself or if you're trying to make a transition to something else that you wouldn't otherwise have done, like in her case, she wants to go teach math and she's a, you know, she has a degree in accounting. She's a CPA. Go teach math. You're an expert, you know, you know, d don't do it for some company that's not going to pay you what you're worth. Go and be fulfilled. Um, Thank you. It's the college level, or you could be a, a tutor and probably make the same amount of money that you were making before. Just go do something that fulfills you because people are always going to need that. And it can even be done telephonically or over the internet so exactly the gift the gift of corona um i feel <laughs> it's time write yeah. a book write a book my son <laughs> the gift, gift of, i'm telling you the, the you gift don't of understand how much change is is just being inactive i had a conversation with my boss about it today it's just like the entire economy is changing oh yeah nothing this is going to be the same nothing nothing's going to be the same this is I mean, this is now, the post 9-11 world like all over again things will like some things will go back to normal, like shipping and, you know, the general, like, okay, your relationship with your landlord will probably be the same, but like a lot of other things are going to change. There's going to be people that don't shake hands anymore. Yeah. There's going to be people yeah. that wear masks everywhere they go moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, we, which by the way, here's, here's, here's a million dollar idea. I think the first person that does this is going to make some money is have a system when you come home that sprays you, sprays you down. That way you don't have to take off your clothes. It gets your clothes. It's, it's environmentally friendly. Um, there can be different versions of it. One that does it automatically. You kind of just, 
just sprays you as soon as you get in mm -hmm. or or maybe a more economical version where like it's handheld you or another person spray you that probably sounds more likely to happen and it's got to be something that's cheap and cheap. Uh, correct yeah the ballers can do the one where it's like automatically you there's yeah. a room before you enter the house right right um and i think that's going to be a market there's going to be new markets created um I think for that disinfecting you before you get inside and then for regularly disinfecting you while you're home, I think just yep. your, your Roomba is going to come around and spray. Exactly. Or <laughs> even a car, a car version of it, a little uh -huh. bomb that goes off. Yep. Yeah. Put it in there when you get out for the day and boom, it just bombs your whole car. You're clean inside. Yeah. You know, it's not cool anymore. <laughs> a billion dollars. You know, it's cool now. A trillion dollars. A trillion dollars. And, and <laughs> this is the opportunity guys. And um, what I mean by that is that um, at the same time as you have someone like Trevor and myself that see the opportunities, I see the other side. I see people that are just depressed. They're like, they're not, they're not happy. They're, they, they're not used to being confined. They're not used to being uncomfortable. Right. Um, and this is where you shine. It's when other people are uncomfortable, then there's blood in the street. You take advantage of it. And even if it's your own blood, even if it's your own blood, it's like, get up. You're given <laughs> the gift of time right now. You have the time to learn a new skill. You have the time to master skill. Yep. There's you're, you're, you're given something that honestly is truly a gift in the sense that in the regular hamster real world, your, your time is so limited. Now you have a lot of extra time. Yeah, I'll tell you um, what I'm doing. I'm uh, earning my master black belt, which is already a plan, but I can do it all online. So not in martial arts. Six guys. sigma, six sigma, master black belt. So I'm doing that right now. That's awesome. Uh, so what are you doing? <clears throat> um, I am ex right now reading. Uh, there's a lot of reading that I have put like for over like two years that I have put to the side that right. I've needed to do. Um, but the actions that I'm doing is taking what I'm reading and then applying it to some ideas that I have yeah. um, to, to move forward. Um, we'll talk more about those ideas, I guess, when they're a little bit more developed. Well, but, I, got, I got a book for you to read, and I'm only about halfway through it now, but I started it earlier in the weekend. Uh, it's called Culture is Everything. And uh, just a side note, not an endorsement, but I'm, uh, <clears throat> I read and review books for American Society for Quality and they publish the reviews. So it's kind of like a, it's like a, you know, what, what's the website? This education type thing for me, but um, the book is terrific. Uh, it is, it digs deep. It gets into motivation, gets into um, the ways that businesses are successful versus the ways that they're not. Uh, and of course it being a book about culture, uh, you cannot, the basic message is you cannot be a successful business without treating your employees properly. So, and like I said, I'm only halfway through it and it's one of the best books I've ever read. So I, I'd like to, I'll have to give it to you and let you read it. So that, that's a hell of an endorsement. Um, right now, I think it's 42 laws of power. Yeah. I said that fucking name, damn it. It's, I suck at names guys. So I apologize. So let me just Google that really quick. And it's more, it's more than just like one book I'm going through hundreds of articles that I have saved. Yep. Um, let me just make sure it might be 48. Yeah, it's the 48 laws of power. And that is by Robert Greene, who I didn't realize was a controversial um, um, author. And I'm going through it really fast. That's why I kind of forgot the name. Uh -huh. um, but it's a book that you, no matter what, 
you should read it because there's two reasons to read it. Whether A, you agree with the applications of these laws to right. use them because they're basically laws for you to move forward, but like ruthlessly. This is what I okay. see in some of the people that are very successful, um, especially like, for example, the person I was working with, super extremely successful, but I don't want to say like no empathy, but just like ruthless in, in so many ways. And, and everything yeah. is so calculated. It's all samurai shit. Even like when, when you don't think you're not making it, the cut, you it, get cut. <laughs> exactly. So, so these, get rule, these rules are excellent. Like you, you, you can either apply them to your life mm-hmm. and, and use this new weapon, this new sword to just, just be a little bit more vicious and, and just go get what you want. Some people don't agree with some of the methods on there. And I, I think it's important to always take care of your people. And that's a very, very specific uh, expectation I think people have of leaders. So you could be a, you know, a rock star in business and not have anybody reporting to you. I mean, I, I'm not going to say I'm great at it, but I don't have any direct reports right now. I used to have 70. Oh, wow. and I'm, you know, I don't have anybody reporting to me. But uh, when you consider yourself a leader, you have that kind of like need so you go and you like, you talk to people and you work with people and you try to get them to do what you expect them to do in the right way. Uh, but if, if they're not willing to do it, you kind of have to shift gears and say, all right, this person's not the right person or we have to fix something else. And you, exactly. call, you have to call it out. It's your responsibility to. And you can do it in a politically uh, correct way. You can do it in a diplomatic way. But if you, or if you don't do that, uh, it could be your job on the block. So you got to take care of yourself too. One one of the laws was like uh, cutting out negative people because like they they yeah. they're going to they're you're gonna unfortunately well, well I mean it's topical that. it's a virus negativity exactly. is a virus it's gonna infect everybody so it's, I, I've it's, heard it's I've heard cancer used too so <laughs> like they have like law number one is never outshine the master uh, law yep. number two is never put too much trust in friends learn how to use enemies and. Like that's what I mean. It's so use your enemies, use your enemies, and kill them. Yep. <laughs> Conceal your intentions. Always say less than necessary. So much depends on your reputation. Guard it with your life. And he goes into like very specific things in all these chapters. Uh-huh. Now, like I said, like for someone that's conceal your intentions to someone that might be like, oh, you mean lie? I'm not comfortable with that. Well understandably okay maybe you don't understand his point that's fair but right. the reason you should still go through these is because if you're not using these someone else is and you should be aware of what might be being used against you so right. there's so much benefits to this type of writing because i've used a lot of these already like just from learning and experience in life and right i see someone put it in a book someone respected someone that has been on the joe rogan podcast someone that has been introduced to me reintroduced to me by people that I respect mm-hmm. and it's just like okay it's following these these things these simple rules. rules yep but and, you just and, have to understand how to apply the lessons you correct. know if you don't have a way to apply the lessons it doesn't help you but you can still you know get into a position where you can use those lessons uh, it's easier it's easier when you it's easier when you have the experience and the knowledge but if you just have the knowledge and you haven't applied it yet it's still useless it's absolutely useless you might as well not know anything. Right. 
I just quickly stop that law seven is get others to do the work for you, but always get the credit. <laughs> delegation is not a sin, guys. If you got to delegate, delegate. <laughs> I, I was in corporate America with the same company for 14 years, and that is that is true. You know how many upper management people take credit for shit that they have nothing to do with? Well, that's okay that they do that as long as they call out the people that actually did the work. Sometimes they don't, which that's where right. like you're you right. can call it immoral, but right. you're absolutely you're absolutely right. It is okay to do that. And that's why like these these rules and these these skill sets, whether you're gonna use them is one thing, or at least see when they're being used against you. That way okay. you can still know what's going on and give you an advantage out there. Right. Okay. So cool. All right, so what else you got? A little book club action. Um, let's talk about I don't, I don't know. There's a couple of things like just a quick one that was silly because I like talking about articles that aren't too popular. Okay. Um, right before you do that, let me jump in. Let me just talk about movies in like a 30 second burst. Okay. So we reviewed drunk bus and teenage badass from South by Southwest. We got the movies. We watched them. We're giving you some reviews uh, within the next probably week. Uh, I also watched the way back with Ben Affleck. He plays a drunk construction worker who becomes a high school basketball coach at his old high school. It's awesome. It's really, really good. No matter what you think about Ben Affleck, he does probably the best acting of his career in this movie. It's very, very good. And then I finally saw Birds of Prey. Uh, it was way funnier than I thought it would be. Uh, totally unrealistic, but it's still a ton of fun. So you can see that and the way back at home right now because of all the theaters being closed down. So I recommend those too. So um, let me ask you, I'm a big Ben Affleck fan. I think he's a great actor. I really white. do enjoy. He he's is white. white. He is white. <laughs> and he's from Boston. I got, I got, shout out to Davey Pages, a.k.a. Davey Day Trader, who is from Boston as well. So I do have some respect for white dudes from Boston. Marky Mark. There's a whole bunch there of There are them. others. There are others. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. I had no idea what the plot of that movie was. I saw the previews. I'm yeah. like, okay, it's like a high school basketball movie. But did it make you cry? Did it yeah, actually, I was, I was emotionally moved by it. It was very good. I mean, I like that it, wasn't, movie. it wasn't just him, but I mean, it, it, like the whole story was, was very touching and I, I appreciated everything about it. I didn't know I was going to like it as much as I did. Now, Birds of Prey is a DC movie? Yeah, it is. Uh, and as you can probably understand, most people who listen to this podcast probably already seen it. But um, it's like a semi-sequel to Suicide Squad, which was terrible. And that's the, uh, you know, Margot Robbie vehicle in which she is the uh, ex-girlfriend of the Joker. So she forms her own little gang of all female gangsters and takes on a drug kingpin in, I guess, what's supposed to be Gotham. Was the Joker in there? No, not at all. Now, speaking of Joker, that guy is a Joker. He was in a retreat. Did you see this? No, I didn't see it. Oh, you did not see this. Oh, this is going to be a treat. Uh, so what's the name of Jay, Jared Leto? Jared Leto. He was Jared, the guy who played Joker in, in Suicide Squad. Jared Leto about a week ago. This is, I mean, this guy's such a fucking Oh, guy. yeah, I did. Sorry. Yeah. I did hear he about this. He, he just like ejected, he ejected from Earth. He got yeah. away from all of society and he comes back and like, oh, no, coronavirus. Everything's shut down. Shit. He's like, a hippie. And I'm like, oh, I should have just stayed in the desert. <laughs> He's, he's just a perfect example of these actors with no self-awareness. Like his ego is on another level. Like, I, I agree, but he's also a very smart guy. Uh, he takes great care to try to understand people. And I'm not, you know, I'm if not. You look at it, 
if you look at his Instagram account, I don't know if he's a smart guy, but he is eccentric. He is one That's of these artsy people. That's true. Like, yeah. I don't know about smart, but we'll, we'll, I take it you know more about him than I do. Okay. Well, <laughs> let, let, me, let, me, let me hear your side of it because uh, I, I think he's done very well with his career. He's done well to keep his brand pretty tight. And, you know, as an actor, he's probably done more than he should have. His like one of his first bit parts was in um, uh, Fight Club, and that was almost immediately, you know, suddenly acclaimed. And he ends up doing a lot of other big things immediately after that that did defined his career. So, who the fuck was he in Fight Club? He was the blonde-haired thug guy, the bleach blonde guy. You know, I'm trying to think. Yeah, because that's a Brad Pitt, Edward Norton, like that's right. steal the show. I'm trying that's to right. think of. Great following there. I like that movie. I think, cool movie. I think he was in uh, Dr- uh, Lord of War, maybe. That's right. He was. And I liked him in that. Also, good, good movie. Guy. I think it's underrated. I, I, I'm a, I like Nicolas Cage, even though he started doing so many movies because he started buying dinosaur heads and castles. So no, he had like no. credit card bills up the he ass. Money. So he started doing. He, he had if, one. If, if you get money, out of that shit. if you get money, you have to protect it. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't protect it. No, buying dinosaur heads and shit. He's the king. And uh, like, what was that? Uh, The Rock, Con Air, Face Off. He could have quit acting entirely after that. He could have just like done something else. But he would have probably had $100 million in the bank. Con Air. Dave Chappelle. Con Air. Dave Chappelle. Callback. Oh, yeah. Call back. Call back. Did I see any movies? Oh no, you know what I did get into, guys, and it's really not that talked about. I I would say in my world is Westworld. Westworld's um, pretty good. I tried to watch season one, and I did like when it first came out. Maybe that was three years ago. Yeah. And I was confused, and I didn't have time to go get on confused, so I didn't really follow season two or whatever. This time, uh, with my girlfriend in quarantine mode, that's the show that we chose, and right, it is, it is. A well written show, captivating, original for sure. You really gotta pay attention though. You, you really do. do. There's you some do. really tight details. And were you ever a fan of like the books growing up, the Michael Crichton books? Like yeah, no Jurassic Park, Westworld was a movie that he I think directed. In the seventies. I know it came from a movie like That's in right. the seventies right. or eighties. So all the stories, uh there's a lot of well, I mean, even if you've seen the movie Jurassic Park, you can see the, the similarities. It's a park. It's tourism. It's rich people. They're not understanding what they're getting into. It's class warfare. It's all this other stuff. So, you know, there's Congrats a lot. for rich people. Yeah, there's a sure. lot of stuff in Westworld that I'm, I'm appreciating because it's consistent. I never watched the original Westworld, but I'm getting it because I read the Jurassic Park books and saw the movies and i'm like yep got it i'm on board <laughs> he's just pulling pulling westworld off of the shelf he's like <laughs> that's hilarious he's no. like let me let me do some quick study <laughs> no i was trying to boost up this computer um anything else regarding the tvs and the westworld i do recommend Oops, let me fix this uh recently you know i i can't really say there's anything else that i've seen that uh that i can appreciate but um the way things are going, there's going to be a lot of Corona focus. All the politics, all the stories are going to happen from this specific uh, bent. So whatever we can see, whatever we can share with you guys, we're going to recommend if we like it, if we think it sucks, and we're going to say it sucks and 
don't watch it. Don't watch it. I haven't seen the tiger documentary, so I'm saving that. Uh, dude, we're going to watch it this week. We're going to do like a live stream. <laughs> we're gonna do uh, a live. <laughs> I was going to save it for a rainy day, but yeah. No, no, no. Let's just do it. Let's watch an episode and just like do the commentary afterward. I'm down. We can just put out a special tiger one. But I feel like so many people have done it where that's kind of like what threw me off. Like I'll watch this another time and it comes down. Okay. Um, Ozark came out, which I have not seen. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Ozark, third season. Third season. Third have season you seen the first two? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw like four episodes of the first season. Okay, so that's not a sure for you, it sounds like. Uh, I, like everybody, all- I like everybody in it, so I'm not really sure why I didn't get into it. Probably because I didn't have somebody to watch it with. What about Altered Carbon? I watched the first two episodes and I liked it. Again, didn't have the same kind of draw, didn't have the same kind of um, vibe. That was going to get me to watch it every day. You know, that's one of those things, you know, with these, these bingeable shows, are you going to watch it again? Because something like the Sopranos or like the shield or rescue me or any of the old like cable shows where you had to wait a week to know what happens. Uh, you're not going to have that anymore. It's just, you're going to sit down for 10 hours in a day and knock it out. You know, is that better or worse? I don't know. Cause some of the best shows on TV, they just had the suspense and they, they got the viewership because of the suspense. What about the wire? What about, you know, <laughs> yeah, the you suspense know, of waiting that whole entire week. That's the reason they were successful is that they had, they commanded the psyche. They commanded the suspense for somebody to be thinking about something for the next whole week. Be like, all right, I can't wait to watch the show again. It didn't even have to be at that time, but. The conversation I heard since you just mentioned it is people saying, um, a lot of people always claim that The Sopranos is one of the greatest series ever done on television. It's great. Um, it's, it's great. It's, it's amazing. I, I haven't personally gone through it the way that I should. So yeah. what I've been hearing is like, people are jealous of people that have never seen it like myself that are going to experience <laughs> it now. Um, oh, like, about that. <laughs> like you're going to experience the Sopranos as you've never seen it before. Like, uh, yeah, maybe maybe it's not that good. I don't know. I haven't seen no, it's, it. But it's I've it's, heard it's good, but I I wouldn't be jealous of somebody who's never seen it. Like to get to re-experience the Sopranos. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe they're they're they were just too much of a fanatic to to make that kind of statement. If you've never seen it and it's your first time seeing the show and you're committed to it and you like it, then it's a great show. But if you've seen it before and you go back and watch it again, you're like, all right, this is, again, it's a good show, but it's, it's not like watching a movie where nothing happened or where you didn't realize what was happening or you didn't know it was going to happen. Um, it, it hurts it to talk about it, I think. Okay. That makes sense. So. All right. So moving on, um, one interesting story and before you, it is Corona um, based a little bit. It's showing how the Pentagon is sending certain groups to the mountain bunkers. Um, so we do have bunkers in the mountains. I believe it is, uh, it's called the U.S. Northern Command has sent teams of essential staff deep underground uh, yep. during the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. On the They're surface, more than a million uh, grunts won't be concealed, blah, blah, blah. Air They're Force, there, you guys. So Air Force General Terrence O'Shanahassan, I probably mispronounced it. That sounds very Irish. Oh, Shanahan. He oh, has a, Shana. 
O'Shaughnessy. O'Shaughnessy. Yeah, he sounds super Irish. Um, what the fuck is a leprechaun? So this leprechaun heads the U.S. Northern Command, um, as well as the Northern American Aerospace Defense Command. How I've become, how I've heard about this group and organization is, how someone put it is, you know how like if the president, something happens to him, the vice president takes over. Yeah. Something happens to the vice president, then there's a whole order, the speaker of the house. Domino effect if somebody dies and... Correct. Well, Next there's a domino. Up. There's a domino effect where if a lot of them get taken out, yep, this is the group that is the second government. They're it's the like, ones it's that like the backup government. Yeah, the backup. Okay. Go- it's, it's a backup government. It's so interesting because it's not something that's very commonly talked about. But they're this this situation. Do we unique. do we know about who these people are? Or is it? Well, is it, it is would it, start with General Terrence or Shanahassee because he would be like <laughs> the president. Yeah, the Who'd Irish guy would be the president. <laughs> They finally got the presidency again since Kennedy. Okay. Yeah, like they had that TV <laughs> show, like Designated Survivor, where like at any time at the House and Senate uh-huh. meet, they had the one guy left. I don't know how true that is. I always heard it is kind of true, but hmm. I have heard, and this is official, that this command is the second government. The government goes down. This is the government that comes in play. I want to commit too much time for the next show, but we could talk about that in the next show. I think that'd be good for you a to little bit well do, research. do the research and just show us what you know. And uh, I think we'd like to know who our future rulers are going to be as a, as a public. That's only if shit goes down. At, at well, that I mean, time, it's like... People are thinking that way now. So That's true. That's hence, hence why it's like being written about by certain publications. It's important. So let's uh, let's close on a high note. <laughs> you don't know who is actually in control of your government. <laughs> sorry, sorry, public. Sorry, public. But uh, thanks to all the new listeners, we appreciate everything that you bring to the table. Uh, uh, follow us on on Twitter and Instagram and all the other things. We're gonna have a YouTube channel up with this very first video, uh, and that's gonna be splendid. I'm going to ask Juan to edit it because I don't do any editing. I don't know how to do it. I'm just done. Yeah, I'll, I'll try my best. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is a practice round, and I would say it's yeah. like this, this is, is like the point. Ever. This is like the point one. You know, this is not even version one. This is like point one. This yeah, is, this is where beta, beta testing. This is where Lucas, you know, started putting little figurines together before Star Wars was made. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started on how he raped my childhood. Everybody's talking about that too. All right, man. Take it easy. Take care of your lady. Take care of your cat. Shout out to Atlas, the uh, to mas- Atlas. mascot that got a, a cameo. I heard him in the background. He did. Meow. Meow. All right. Shout out. All right, guys. Um, thank you for listening, and we'll be back. Yeah, we'll do another Sooner one uh, later. We'll do another one this week. If we can. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. All right. Have a good night.